Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Not Your Marketer podcast. Today we're going to talk about some news from Coca-Cola, Angemina, TikTok. We are also going to talk a little bit about the website core vitals that are so important for 2021 for uh, positioning and ranking yourself on Google. And also we're going to see uh, some of the latest testing from Microsoft Cloud Gaming Platform. All of these and more on the 13th episode of the Not Your Marketer podcast. Stick around. Welcome to another episode of the Not Your Marketer podcast. This is episode 13 from February 15th, 2021. I am your host, Alberto Lempira, aka Lempi. Today, we're going to talk about some of the latest news in marketing, business, and tech. So without any further ado, let's jump into the headlines. So the first one comes from uh, Marketing Dive, and it has to do with Coca-Cola planning to do a always-on data-driven experiential campaign due to a dip on their sales. So one of the things that they point out in the article by Robert Williams says that Coca-Cola said uh, its profits and revenue fell in the fourth quarter as the pandemic took a heavier toll than it had expected. Earnings earnings fell 28% from the prior year uh, to $1.46 billion in in quarter four as revenue declined 5%. So Coke's uh, forecast uh, of sales uh, recovery comes as the company undertakes a full review of its advertising and media agencies worldwide, with a greater focus on its digital marketing efforts. That review is uh, expected to be completed by the end of 2021. So some of the things that people, key people like the CFO, John Murphy, has been uh, disclosing is that probably the they're going to be more careful about the efficiency of their marketing efforts and they're going to go after some um, well-known data-driven techniques so that they can make the whole marketing efforts more profitable. So as you may know, Coca-Cola works uh, with agencies worldwide like uh, White and White, White and Plus Kennedy, Anomaly, McCann, um, many other uh, great, well-known agencies. So they also have some uh, hybrid model from uh, 2015 with uh, some in-house creative agency uh, that is uh, known as Co-op. And the idea of these agencies taking over more of the marketing efforts, uh, it's more... I mean, it's gaining more and more uh, force uh, after these announcements. So this comes as uh, mark as Coca-Cola restarted the marketing efforts after the pandemic-related re- uh, pause. I mean, they did a pause the, the, because of the COVID situation, and they started to focus a lot on real-time content production that uh, was aimed towards a younger section of the of the spectrum of their of their audience. So we are going to have to wait and see how this uh, works out for 
for them. But interestingly enough, we have another news from Marketing Week uh, stating that uh, Coca-Cola may uh, want to push the marketing spend back to pre-COVID levels uh, after it has uh, slowed down 11% in, in 2020. So this is an article by Marketing Week uh, by um, reporter Manny, Manny Pham. And one of the things that uh, it's mentioned in the in the in the article, uh, which is on quotes uh, on quotes by the CEO of Coca Cola, James Quincy, uh, is that targeted investment will leverage our leader brands more efficiently. Also, uh, it said he says that um, the portfolio streamlining allows them to focus attention on resources and what they do best, brand building and innovation. So as you may imagine, Coca-Cola is one of the well, I mean, best well, best known brands in the whole world, and they have a lot of brand equity. And this is one of the main variables that Coca-Cola have to uh, take into account when, when restructuring the marketing campaigns and the marketing strategy as a whole. So obviously... Uh, they will are. I mean, we're going to hear a lot from them. So two years ago, two or maybe two and a half years ago, they did a total refresh on their social media platforms, and this was kind of interesting because what they wanted to do was to like do this whole new approach of social media marketing, uh, lean towards uh, self self awareness, empowering people, uh, kind of improving the self-esteem of, of their followers and, I mean, of, of older people. And we are just going to have to figure out or they are going to have to figure out how to make this one different just to make sure that they can overcome their struggles. So the next headline comes from Anjamina. Uh, Anjamina, you know that uh, it's a... Uh, brand owned by PepsiCo. And last year they announced that they were going to change not only the image, but the, also the name of the of the brand because it was unsensitive uh, with uh, people of color back in the US. Uh, and it has been rebranded as Pearl Mining Company, as the Pearl Mining Miling Company. Uh, I'm sorry. So this comes. This was announced on Tuesday last week uh, by the by Pep, by PepsiCo uh, by, by, by PepsiCo the company. Angemina is a brand that has uh, that was invented in 1999 uh, and it was I mean well known for everything for from the self-rising pancake mix to the maple syrup that I mean uh, it it is one of the household brands for maple syrup. So this is something that PepsiCo started to do after reckoning with uh, racial stereotypes uh, last year uh, because of the whole Black Lives Matter uh, movement. And this is just the first um, like big scale example that we're going to see of how companies start to amend some of the things that in the society that we live nowadays, uh, may seem a little bit out of touch. So this is also 
something that, I mean, in, in places like uh, Disneyland, for example, they have been taking a look at, I mean, how they can also fix some things, especially in the, I mean, in the parks from, from Disney. Uh, Anjamina has, uh, has been a very well-known brand for over more than a century. And it, it was like a portrayal of black women at uh, expositions and radio shows. And it, it, it even have a restaurant name after, after, after the brand on Disneyland for, for that matter. So this is just, I mean, uh, one, one interesting uh, take on how these uh, brands and these companies are going to be evolving and adapting to the ever-changing perception of their customers. So hold on, for, please. Uh, TikTok sales to Oracle and Walmart, uh, it's on hold. In the United States, after uh, President Biden's e administration is reevaluating uh, the decision uh, that was enforced by the Trump's administration. So according to a Wall Street Journal report, um, Biden's crew has a few more immediate concerns at the moment. So they put on hold this uh, to take a look at how much of a threat the, I mean, TikTok could, or ByteDance, which is uh, the parent company from for TikTok, uh, represents to the American government and to the American citizens. So they're not saying that this is not going to happen. They, they only want to be sure that uh, these actually pose the, I mean, the problems and the repercussions that the Trump's administration uh, portrayed on the on the announcements that they made and the decision that was made. So for the time being, everything uh, is going to be business as, us as usual. And one thing that ha we have to also keep in mind is that no matter what happens from now on, probably TikTok is going to be off the hook, uh, regardless of the decision from, from, from the Biden uh, administration. Although uh, things may be surprising, so uh, we will just have to wait and see for the outcome of this uh, topic. So the next headlines uh, is more of an update to uh, what we have known for quite a while now. And it comes from Search Engine Land and is an article by Tom Krupp that um, explain how Google, I mean, I, we know that Google announced in 2020 that Core Web Vitals would become part of the Google's algorithm in 2021. And this makes the measurements and improvement of them uh, very, very important for uh, all of us doing digital marketing, okay? So uh, what are the web uh, core, the core web vitals. Uh, well, web core vitals are a set of metrics that we use to measure the website's loading interactivity and visual stability. So all are related to, to the speed on which the, the, the website is going to load. So there are three of them. Essentially, we have the largest content, uh, painful, which is contentful paint. I'm sorry. That is LCP. We have the first input delay, which is the FID, and we have the cumulative layout shift, which is the S, the CLS. So we have LCP, 
FID and ZLS. The first one, the largest contentful pane, is about loading. The first input delay, it's about interactivity. And the visual stability is uh, all about the cum cumulative layout shift. So the LCP measures the loading performance, okay? How fast the, the website loads. So uh, it should occur within 2.5 seconds or up to a maximum of four to avoid to have to be scored as a poor uh, for I mean a poor metric from from Google. The first input delay measures interactivity, and this is how long it takes for a website to respond uh, when a user clicks on something or type in something, etc. So this is the that delay that you may see or you may see on some on some websites and this has to be between uh, lower than 100 milliseconds and no longer than 300 milliseconds in order to avoid having uh, a poor score as well and last but not least CLS which is the cumulative layout shift uh, it relates to the, I mean, to the stability of uh, of the content. So whether or not the page jumps around as the user scroll through the content, and how well established is the the structure, the visual structure. Okay, so uh, it has to be between uh, 0.1, and it cannot be greater than 0.25, uh, because it's going to uh, give you a poor uh, score. Okay, so. If you use uh, some tools like Screaming Frog or you use the PageSpeed Insights API, API key, uh, you could all use that. Um, you could you could measure all those uh, core web core uh, vitals. Okay, so um, the important thing about this is that you understand what makes your page load slower, to feel less stable, and to become less responsive when the user tries to interact with it, okay? So I would highly recommend that you use the Google Page Feed Inside, especially because, I mean, it comes from Google, and it's going to give you a well and thorough layout and disclosure of all the things that you need to fix. And we have to hurry about this because uh, it's going to hurt us if we don't fix it right away in our SEO ranking on Google in 2021. So the next headline comes from Google and it has to do with two things, one visual and one more technical. So the, um, the, thing, the first one is that Google has already uh, implemented again uh, the dark mode on Google on the web, on the search engine uh, for both for mobile and, and desktop uh, versions of the website. And they also, Launch and it's now live at least in the U.S. Uh, the pass the Google Passage ranking uh, that is going to have an impact according to Google of about seven percent on the search queries. Uh, so probably this is going to feel like a big update according to search engine land. So uh, the thing here, what 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 is the Passage ranking? What Passage ranking is a very specific. Uh, is I mean very specific searches uh, that can be harder to get right. I mean this is what Google says. So uh, sometimes the single sentence that answers your question might be buried deep 
in a website in a web page, right? So we recently they recently updated uh, and ma made a breakthrough in ranking and are now able to not just index the websites but individual passages from websites. So whenever you ask for something in particular, you're going to get the answer right away. You and you don't have even if it if it's buried in the content. So what is the difference between passage rankings and indexing, the regular indexing. So uh, the thing here is that Google is calling uh, the passage ranking uh, the, the best way to index or to crawl all the information that you have on the website, whether it is uh, related to a topic or to a search query, okay? So um, this is something that, uh, as mentioned, uh, could affect... 7% uh, of the Google search queries, uh, and it has to do a lot. I mean, if you have your layout and you have your schemas on your website, well uh, well done. Uh, that is, I mean, probably you're not going to be affected. Uh, the thing here is that not everybody has the schemas uh, on the HTML code uh, well implemented, okay? So, important thing that you uh, have to... Uh, I mean, use like the feature snippets and all the different elements that you can get. I mean, I, I would suggest that you go to schema.org where you are going to be able to get all the different schemas that you can use for your website, okay? So I would say that even though this is going to be hurtful at the beginning, it's for the best of the user experience, okay? The other thing that may be uh, hurtful for us marketers is that if people get their answers right away from looking at the search result page, probably they're not going to click on our website. And that is traffic that we are going to be losing at the end of the day. So we will have to wait and see how these evolve and how these I mean, how users respond to this, because probably, I don't know, in some cases, if you find something that gives you the right, I mean, the answer that you're looking for, probably you're going to be more willing to click on that link, uh, even if you get like the future snippet on the search result page. <clears throat> the thing here is that it's not clear enough whether that is going to be a trend or uh, if it's going to be the norm from the Google, the regular Google User, so we will have to wait and see, as I said, how these evolve. And last but not least, we have uh, Microsoft testing the xCloud cloud gaming platform that is going to be available for uh, users using a web browser. So that includes iPhones and iPads as well. So uh, we we have seen how many new players are jumping on board of the cloud gaming industry. Uh, we have also mentioned before in this podcast about Google uh, Stadia and also Luna from Amazon, and there are many more. Uh, the, I'm just mentioning like these big, huge players. Uh, the I mean the truth the the fact is that. This is a very, very uh, young market that needs to have much improvements before it can become mainstream. As a matter of fact, I have a student uh, at, the, at the university at the UPF Barcelona School of Management that is actually doing a, conducting a research uh, project on how customers perceive the cloud gaming platforms and what it takes for them to be 
main to become mainstream, but not because everybody uses it, but we I mean we're trying to figure out what makes them actually wanting to use that or those platforms. So this is interesting because uh, as you know, the more competition there is, the more dynamic is the market. And obviously it's going to end up into having more benefits for the customer and the user at the end of the day, because you're going to have competition driving all the innovation. So, well, guys, this is all for today's episode. This was a brief one. And also, this is only an audio episode. I'm just testing things out uh, as a good marketer, obviously doing testing, A-B testing, uh, to see if having only audio is something that uh, you would prefer instead of having both them, uh, video and audio. Uh, if you like this show, please make sure to subscribe and leave a comment or review on your favorite uh, podcast platform. Uh, also, you can contact me, get in touch with me at your marketer, not your marketer, or at Alberto Limpira on any social media. Please be safe. I want to see you back on next week where I'm going to discuss and following the series of uh, how to make your marketing strategy. We're going to be on episode fourth uh, of five. And that would be, uh, I mean, all about how to delight the customer after you have had that conversion. So please be safe, take care, and see you next week. Lempi out. <laughs> <laughs>